number two, Pete Callender here, News Talk 1110-993-WBT. 704-570-1110, 1-800-WBT-1110. The email is Pete at the thepetecallendershow.com. Hit me up on the Twitter machine at Pete Callender. Very simple. Um, so the search of the Mar-a-Lago uh, residence of the former President Donald Trump occurred Monday. It's been now, what, two days, and uh, we still have no word from the Department of Justice explaining their actions or offering any kind of insight. Um, nothing. And I'm not saying that the, the, the DOJ needs to come out and tell me exactly what they were doing, everything they were looking for, whatever. I, I don't require every level of detail. But I do require something, something, anything, something. Just get in front of some media folk and say, yes, we went in there. And in general, this is what the uh, uh, what we were looking for. This is all we're going to say. And even if you just wrap it at that, but they, they didn't even do that. They're not even doing that. Right. Local law enforcement agencies give more information to media and the public than the DOJ did on this. It's pretty amazing. Now, the New York Times, which, as I mentioned in the last hour, is essentially a mouthpiece for the uh, intelligence community. They put out their story where you can find out what the official narrative is, and they're trying to advance because they leak, right? They won't talk to us directly. They won't get in front of the lectern and and have accountability for saying the things but no we're going to leak all of this stuff out to the media and the new york times piece says a person all of these are anonymous sources i have no idea how many they are right i, I don't know if there's there's like a dozen of them is it, if it's just two i don't know i don't know if they're coming from trump world i don't know if they're coming from the doj i suspect mostly it's doj that's what i suspect a person familiar with the search. I mean, I'm familiar with the search. There's a terrible description. Okay. The person familiar with the search said agents began going through a storage unit where items like beach chairs and umbrellas are kept. Made in China. They were made in China. He's a communist. Trump is in bed with the Chinese Communist Party. I knew it. It wasn't the Russians all this time. It was the Chinese. After they searched the basement, moving the chairs and umbrellas around and such, they progressed to his office, which was built for him on the second floor of the main house, where they cracked a hotel-style safe. Which, of course, it's a hotel-style safe. You know what the guy does, right? <laughs> of course, it would be a hotel-style safe. So they cracked the safe and was said by two people briefed on the search to contain nothing of consequence to the agents. So they crack the safe and they get nothing. Interesting. Now, Brad said on Twitter, Pete, I heard that uh, Trump wiped his safe before the raid, you know, like with a cloth. Right. Yeah, that's the way to do it. That is the way to do it. Oh, and uh, here's a message. Pete, maybe, um, oh, I thought Trump's safe, here it is. I thought Trump's safe contained McDonald's gift cards. Entirely possible. Just for emergencies, you know? 
Um, he says, maybe the missing documents are actually in a White House closet. Maybe that same closet that housed the Rose Law Firm files. Oh, that's... See, I'm old enough to remember that one, too. There's just something amazing about the ignorance of so many people in the media, the parallels with the White Water story, right? All of the files that turned up, the, oh, the, the missing whitewater files turned up in the Rose Law Firm. Like, oh, they were here the whole time. Yeah, uh-huh. Anyway. Um, so they crack the safe. They get nothing out of the safe. And then they move to Mr. Trump's residence, the person said. Ultimately, they removed a number of boxes of documents. People familiar with the search said. They removed a number of boxes of documents. That's some hard-hitting journalism right there. They removed a number of boxes of documents. What number? We don't know. What documents? It is not clear what the agents were looking for or what they took. So I want to be clear here. You get all of the details about how the search was done, and they crack open the safe, and you get all of these... People that are talking to you on condition of anonymity, but not a single person would tell you why. Why are they there? What are they looking for? What do they take? Nope, sorry, can't say anything about any of that. Nor is it clear whether the search was carried out simply to ensure that the documents and other material were properly turned over to the archives, or it was a possible precursor to a prosecution of Mr. Trump for mishandling classified material or obstructing efforts to get it back. I have, there's a website called Just Security, and they got a bunch of lawyers that go through all of the potential uh, statutes that, depending on where this goes, and we have no idea at this point, because again, the DOJ is not talking, so we don't know. So they put together this sort of rundown to look at here are the potential violations that might that they might be pursuing but again they don't know either but based on reporting that is publicly available this may be sort of what they're looking at but again they don't know when he left the white house mr trump took boxes with him to mar-a-lago packed with paperwork including letters from the north korean leader kim jong un and the former president's sharpie gate map of the path of a hurricane. He took that with him. <laughs> you remember that? You remember the map? God, I tell you what, this is one of the reasons, like, I know people love him. They want him back in the presidency, but the daily barrage of stories that 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 we get subjected to, <laughs> that was one of the, you remember the... the the stupidity of that story and the focus on him drawing on the map and what so anyway he took the he took the map with him okay um he also took personal items like golf balls and a raincoat i see why they raided him now now it makes sense News Talk 1110-993-WBT. 
So here's a quote from Twitter. DOJ must immediately explain the reason for its raid, and it must be more than a search for inconsequential archives, or it will be viewed as a political tactic and undermine any future credible investigation and legitimacy of January 6th investigations. Who said that? Andrew Cuomo. Andrew Cuomo, when you are too corrupt for even Andrew Cuomo, it is time to re-examine your tactics, people. But he's right. They need to explain the reason for the raid. Right now, all we're getting is leaks to media. New York Times reporting that for many months before he left office, Mr. Trump would tell aides to bring documents up to the residents for him while he was in the Oval Office, and they would comply. But there was no process in place, meaning that officials whose job it was to keep track of paperwork did not always know exactly what had gone up there, according to people familiar with the events. Again, anonymous sources. And I'm sorry, but I don't trust anything that the mainstream media legacy corporate outlets like the New York Times, I don't trust them when they quote anonymous sources. You guys messed the bed for years. You've been... You've been pooping in the sheets, and uh, sorry, I don't trust you anymore. By the end of his presidency, and as Mr. Trump was fighting to overturn his election loss, some of his aides were concerned with preserving the work of the office itself. His habit of transporting material around in cardboard boxes with either a personal aide or a valet carrying them was well known, but the contents were not always clear. <laughs> so he's just like walking around with somebody behind him carrying a, a box of papers? Is that that's? I never saw that. Maybe I missed it. I don't know. I've, I've seen a lot of video of him walking around. Oh, my gosh. Oh, that's what it was. They got, they found, they found the doctor's reports, the doctor's notes about how he was having trouble walking down the ramp because of his dementia. Right, that's what it and now you actually have a president that is. Oh, no, no. Here's one. Um, Pete, no, the FBI found uh, that something that happened in an elevator that nobody knows what it was or what happened or if the video exists, right? That That's what they were going for. This long list of, quote, scandals, it's as long as the the list of reports, the walls are closing in. And this time they're going to get him. This time, and right, now he's up there in New York and he's pleading the fifth. He's not cooperating with the attorney general's investigation up in New York, right? Why Why should he? Well, if you don't have anything to hide, um, these people, these people eavesdropped on his campaign, right? These, these people conjured up a fake dossier. And then spread it as truth. And then ruined people. Ruined them. Based on the lie that they knew was a lie. So, this is the backdrop. This is the backstory on what uh, on this fight over these documents. Because the National Archives are like, hey, we want some of this stuff back. And they went down there. They sent some people down there. And they got some of the documents. And then they went back home. And then when they opened them up, and they're like, oh, what is this? We got some stuff that's all torn up. Because Trump would do this. Trump would tear a, a, a page after he read it. 
And and apparently nobody could convince him to stop doing this. Or maybe somebody said, hey, you shouldn't do that. But he did it anyway. I don't know. Sometimes like there were reports that he would flush them down toilets. He, w- he would rip the stuff up and throw it in the toilet and flush it down the toilet. I don't think that's proper records retention policy. So there's this back and forth between the National Archives, whose mission is to preserve government documents. And they said there were a lot of stuff, uh, a lot of uh, documents that were that were down at Mar-a-Lago's and they were missing from the archives up in D.C. And so they were going back and forth with the lawyers. and They went down there and Trump resisted requests to give back the material in 2021. In the meantime, Mr. Trump would waive things like the North Korean dictators, leaders, uh, letters, rather. Uh, uh, he would wave them at people as if they were collector's items that he was showing off. Yeah, yeah. Look at this. This is my, yeah, this is my note from Kim Jong-un. Yeah, look at that. Isn't it amazing? That's an amazing thing. I mean, not everybody could get a letter like this from Kim Jong-un. Like, I could get that letter, but I don't, I don't know if anyone else could get that letter. Of course he probably did that. I mean, come on. You can still love Trump. It doesn't matter. But you know, like, that is so on brand for him. You're going to tell me he's not going to point out the letter. He, I w- he would probably have it framed. Right. And I'm not saying that because he's a dictator. I'm not saying that. It's just the the star power thing. Right. The look at me. I got this letter. Isn't that pretty amazing? Kim Jong-un wrote me this personal letter. He had one from Obama, too. I'm sure he would show that to people. So in January, the National Archivists go down and they retrieve 15 boxes of documents, gifts and other government property. Um And when they went through the boxes, they found several documents containing sensitive national security information, including some marked classified. They also discovered that Trump had not returned several documents that they uh, and they believed he still had them in his possession. So then they go back. They subpoena uh, the Trump Organization for a copy of the Mar-a-Lago surveillance tapes, according to a person with knowledge of the matter. The company complied, turning over the tapes. The FBI according to the New York Times, left behind a detailed manifest of all the materials that were removed, according to a person familiar with the investigation. So, yes, Donald Trump, his team, they can release that information. They have it. Should they? I don't know. I don't know what's on it. But they could. Do you think they should? News Talk 1110-993-WBT, 704-570-1110 and 1-800-WBT-1110. Let's go and uh, get Stan here on the program. Hello, Stan. What is going on? Uh, how are you doing today, Pete? I'm good. I'm good. What's up? Okay. Did, uh, did you ever think that there are some classified documents that Trump has that would implicate the wrong people in so many different things? And, and in essence, a lot of documents are not classified because they need to be classified in the traditional sense of the word, but to act, actually protect the government officials who were involved in whatever that particular instance uh, it, it is related to. And they just don't want Trump having the proof of all of that. Right. And, and not even necessarily that they're classified because one of the. Th- uh, so, all right. Well, all right. Let me back up because you have two different uh 
two different tracks, right? One is that the material itself is in and of itself top secret. It is classified, and so that's what earns it the stamp, right? The classification. But on the other hand, some things, like you just described, might not actually be top secret or classified content, and they get the stamp because people want to keep it uh, masked. They want to keep it secret. And it's quite possible he has he has stuff like that. But this, you know, this also gets to the and I, I do agree, Stan. I think that that is a potential possibility. I also right. wonder why he hasn't divulged it. This is the same sort of stuff that happened uh, leading up to the January 6th riots, which was if you're going to be making these arguments and you had a lot of people believing like a lot of the QAnon people, for example, they believed that something was going to happen on January 6th, and then it did not happen. And I just, I, I kind of wonder, like, what is he waiting for? Well, it, it, it could be he's getting more mileage out of not divulging it than if he did if he did divulge Right. You're assuming that there's a plan, right? All, right. Of this re, all of this rests on the assumption that he's thinking, you know, moves ahead of of what we're seeing now. And I honestly, I I don't. I've I've seen nothing over the course of his career or his uh, his tenure in office that indicates to me, at least, that he is playing this multi-dimensional chess game. Right. Well, in, in essence, we could have proof of this in Melania's closet that uh, Jimmy Hoffa has been in witness protection all these years. Oh, that's where they found it. That's where it's been. He's buried in the closet. <laughs> all right, Stan. Thank you. I appreciate it. Take, take care. All right, buddy. See ya. Uh, no, look, that that is possible. I just, I don't, my, you know, my my impression in watching Trump, as you have, right, and you can come to a different conclusion, but my conclusion is that he's not playing multidimensional chess. That it, it it doesn't seem like he has a a grand strategy at play, and I think the you know the the January sixth riot is that's pretty clear, right? Because if he had a strategy, was that what it looked like? No, that's that was it. That that's what we saw. That was the strategy. But also the reporting that I have seen from people inside of his circle um, that have described it, it did not seem very well coordinated. It did not seem very well thought out. Um, but again, you can come to a different conclusion. All right, let me go to Ed. Hello, Ed. Welcome to the program. Hey, Pete, thanks for taking my call. Yeah. My, my question is pretty simple. What, what toilet bowl would take down all those documents that flush down there and be no problem? The biggest, the best, only the best toilet bowl in the world, in the entire planet, that would be the only toilet that would be yep. in Mar-a-Lago, would be the best toilets ever, like hands down, top quality, biggest, best toilet ever. Okay, and that's... I thought the best one was in Chappaqua, where Clinton lives. That's what I thought. Oh, there you go. Oh, maybe that's what they found at the yeah. at the uh, Mar-a-Lago. That's what they were looking yeah. for. Yeah, they were and looking. One other, one other quick question, Pete. Yeah. Does, does Joe Biden know yet what happened? No, but that's totally believable. <laughs> right? I mean, come on. Like people are bashing. Oh, you know, Joe Biden says he doesn't know anything about it. I don't find that to be impossible. I actually find that to be the more plausible explanation that he doesn't he would know you think by today he would know well see somebody may have told him but that doesn't mean he knows it 
That's true. You know, I, on his cue card, you know, when he reads off everything. Exactly. Right. There you go. They were looking for Biden's cue cards, his script of the seating assignments for the reporters and his stage cues. That's what was in the safe. That's what they were. All right. And I appreciate the call. Thanks, man. All right. Uh, oh, Tony is joining us now. Hello, Tony. Welcome to the program. Hey, man. How you doing? Hey, I'm good. What's up? Yeah, yeah. You know, man, I know there's not any serious conservatives, man, who are really conservatives, man. Okay. What's to what's this dude in in their conversation, man? This dude is bad, dude. What what dude is bad, dude? Stain on the United States. What dude is bad, dude? Donald Trump, man. Donald Trump is a bad dude. He's a bad dude, man. Okay. And you know what? And you know the thing about it is, I didn't even disagree with all of his policies. Okay. Yeah, I think I thought he had some really good policies, man. But as a person, man, this dude stinks, man. And oh, hey, look. A bad stain on the United States, especially with that insurrection January 6th. Tony, you know Tony, yeah, I, don't think you can, I don't think you can run a casino in New Jersey and then go bankrupt doing it. I don't think, though, that you can run a casino in New Jersey and not be mobbed up. I don't think that that's possible. I don't think you can be a builder like he was in New York and not have ties to unsavory organizations. I, I I I don't have any doubt about that. So yeah, but but why why does this, why why does the conservative party go for him so much when they talk about standards all the time? When they talk about what standards? Standards? Gotcha. Oh, so yeah. no. So all right. So what has happened? First off, you have to understand right that there is a massive realignment occurring in not just American politics but geopolitics globally. Right? There's a massive realignment. There's a shift happening. It's been happening for several years. And when you have people on the conservative or the right side uh, of the political spectrum, when those folks see what, uh, the, the stuff that others have gotten away with, there comes a point where they say, you know what, we're going to go hire somebody, a bigger monster, a bigger bully than you guys have. And we're going to now, we're going to employ against you the same kinds of tactics and the same kinds of rhetoric that you have been employing against us. And so the problem with this, of course, is that we're just left with more monsters, right? We're just left with more people engaging in bad behavior, except now everybody has their own hired guns to do it. That's part of the problem. Well, I tell you what, man, I, I, I put this out here to, to, to the real people in America that love this country, wants to see it go back to where it was at one point. You know, we got to stand up to stuff like this. To, and, and, and let me say this. Though. To stuff like what? Wait, wait, to stuff like. How they went about it. You know, I don't think that you should be running up on stuff like that. But let's find out what the judge that signed off on it. Let's find out what his reasoning was. Right. Well, this is the problem. And, Tony, I agree. Like, this is the problem. I, I try to give people and organizations, right, the benefit of the doubt. The problem is the DOJ has so corrupted its own credibility over the, the Trump tenure with the various lies and disinformation that they have put out that I can't trust them any longer, and now they're not even, they're not telling us anything. It's been two days, and they still aren't telling us anything. That does not do anything except breed suspicion. That's a problem. I agree. Yeah. Tony, I appreciate the call, man. All right, take it easy. Oh. By the way, I think it was Tony... 
caller who mentioned something about the I think it was Tony who mentioned something about the judge. One of the callers mentioned something about the judge. The federal judge who signed the search warrant. <laughs> of course. Represented those employed by Jeffrey Epstein. I'm not kidding. Like, this story has it all. Judge Bruce Reinhardt signed off on the sealed search warrant allowing the FBI to raid Trump's property. He quit his job as a U.S. attorney in 2008. He went to work for Epstein, according to reports from the Miami Herald. Reinhardt spent 10 years in private practice after leaving his government position before becoming a federal magistrate in 2018. During his decade of representing clients, Reinhardt was named in a Crime Victims' Rights Act lawsuit that was filed in 2011. He was accused of violating the DOJ's policy of switching sides and potentially leveraging insider information about Epstein's case in order to curry favor. He also made plans to set up his private practice while he was still serving as a federal prosecutor in South Florida. By the way, like this was, there were one of the women who uh, who filed the lawsuits, I believe, and she's part of the class action, I think. She, one of the victims, she worked at Mar-a-Lago. That's where she was trafficked. That's where she was recruited and trafficked. Epstein operated out of this same area where Mar-a-Lago is. Reinhardt reportedly quit working for the U.S. Attorney's Office on New Year's Day, 2008, and started working for Epstein. Oh, okay, well, this is, all right, so this isn't that big of a deal. Hang on a second. All right, I'm just reading through. This is uh, Daily Caller by Kay Smith. Uh, It says, uh, Reinhardt quit working for the U.S. Attorney's Office New Year's Day, January 1, 2008. And then uh, he gave a sufficient amount of time between then and his last job and his new job, uh, which began um, January 2nd, 2008. Yeah, so the next day. I don't know why everybody, why? Like, all right, what's the problem here? What? So I'm like, one day I'm your prosecutor, and then the very next day I join the defense team. What is the problem? His clients included Epstein's pilots, Epstein's scheduler, a woman named Nadia Marcinkova, who Epstein described as his, quote, Yugoslavian sex slave. There's always an Epstein angle. Always an Epstein angle. All right, let me go over here to Joe. Hello, Joe. Welcome to the show. What's going on? Hey, my friend. Welcome back. Thank you, sir. Glad to be back. Yep, um, definitely. The other guy was good, but we missed you, I'm sure. I know I did. Well, I appreciate uh, that. Very kind. Yeah. Uh, the uh, And there just seems to be a bunch of, I don't, you know, people like to call them people legal eagles, but I finally realized they're not legal eagles. These are legal weasels. Bam. Bam. <laughs> So, but that's the truth. I mean, they're weasels, and uh, and that's just we got them scampering all over the place. Oh, uh, yeah, I think yeah, that that yeah. might be part of what's going on here as well. Yeah. Say again, please. I'm sorry. Oh, I said I think that might be part of what's going on here as well. Yeah. Well, I just wanted to say I know you know Trump is no politician. He's um, he would have never said all the stuff he said as far as you know 
tweeting and so forth. Mm-hmm. There, were, there were times I was getting outraged at him, and, you know, and, and and he was not my first choice, but when he became the nominee compared to Hillary Clinton, you know, he was an angel. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I think that's what, you know, a lot of people were voting basically against Hillary. Sure. But Trump, considering that he had at least half the Republican Party against him, all the Democrats and all of the who knows what else against him of the whole bureaucracy. You know, he you know, he he did a pretty decent job. And considering he shot himself in the foot several times. Uh yeah, and uh, probably a little bit higher up on the leg a few times as well. That's, yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. So, you know, and people have to realize that, but he but he's definitely no politician. He's still no politician. True. But I, I think that's also part of the problem, is that if he did have some better political sense and if he did have some of that skill set um, and an understanding of how these things work, I think he might have actually been more successful if the intent was truly to, quote, drain the swamp, you know? Joe, I, I appreciate the call, sir. I agree. All right, thanks. Take it easy. Thank you for uh, checking in. I appreciate it. News is next. News is next.